0: Well, it was built as a key battle between the human brain and the ever advancing. AI technology that is present. This was the first matchup between Google's AlphaGo and South Korean world champion, Paduk player Lee Sedol. It turned out to be a bit of a rout. AlphaGo emerged victorious, and some are hailing this as another breakthrough in AI. But still, as we've known over the years, there is Still some concern over the continual advancement of AI and whether this ultimately would pose a threat to human beings in the future. We're going to try to get some reasoned analysis about all these developments right now. Joining us on the line from the University of Cambridge Computer Laboratory, Professor Alan Blackwell. Hello. Hello, Henry. Well, thank you for joining us, Professor. Uh, We have a lot to talk about. But first, as far as uh, AI, artificial intelligence goes, a lot of high-profile matches in various games, including chess uh, with Deep Blue versus uh, Garry Kasparov. What have been some of the notable advancements since Deep Blue up till uh, AlphaGo?
1: Well, there have been some significant changes. Uh, the nature of Go is very different to chess. Uh, I'm a keen Go player, mm. uh, and I don't like chess very much okay. um, because they're quite different games. So in the days when we were making AI systems to play chess, the basic technology involved searching ahead for all the possible moves, um, and computers became better as they were able to search more steps ahead and look at the combinations of moves. Now, that's not possible on a Go board because there's just so many possible moves at any place that that technique runs out of power even with the best computers we have. So there has been a change in approach over the last five to ten years which uses a neural network to match the current situation on the board and say does it look like something we've seen before? Um, And we're able to do that better now because we've got much more memory to store all those previous situations and do the matching very fast. So this is the basic change that has been made uh, in the recent work in Google's uh, machine learning-based system that, uh, that, that has done very well recently in Go.
0: Is the next step then, we, we, I keep hearing uh, about open information type games like chess and uh, how poker is still a game that uh, is a difficult nut to crack. Would that be the next advancement then for a uh, machine learning or AI type of uh, uh, machine to be able to defeat?
1: Well, I think that uh, games where you've got structured rules um, and a a single measure uh, of what you'd like the outcome to be, so a numerical value or or a yes-no answer, um, that's a situation in which we'll continue to make uh, more rapid advances. And the reason for that is however we're searching the large number of possible moves, whether by matching things we've seen before or searching possible things we might do in the future, if we've got a single number to tell us which move is best, then it's relatively easy to do that giant search. Things become a lot harder if there isn't a single number. So if you're playing a series of poker games, for example, uh, you may be planning to, uh, to sucker in your opponent by mm. losing the next half dozen games, um, uh, and, and really, that's a, that's a, a strategy which based, is, is based on anticipating what your opponent might be thinking. Uh, and that is not something that can easily be reduced to a yes-no binary answer right. or to a simple score. So I think that's what makes poker more challenging, is that it, it's not a single game. It's, it's, a, it's a whole series of things that involve reasoning about human motivations.
0: Now, certainly this has been hailed as another advancement for uh, artificial intelligence, for machine learning. And as you, I'm sure, have... Come across, there are still many concerns being raised. Um, We've had prominent figures like Elon Musk uh, uh, and people uh, who have been saying that uh, this is something that we need to be careful about. And we've seen fictional depictions, uh, the movie like iRobot or even the recent movie Ex Makina. Is this something, in your view, as an expert in all of this, that we do have to be concerned about in the future, these continuous advancements?
1: So I agree we need to take care, but I don't think that uh, our biggest problems are the ones that Elon Musk or movies such as Ex Machina tend to talk about. Um, the, uh, the reason for that is that the changing nature of these recent systems uh, means that where they have to imitate human behavior, the best they can do really is to select from a range of things that they've seen people say before. Um, And that can give the the appearance of intelligence. So if you type uh, uh, even into the everyday Google search box that we all know, Mm -hmm. uh, you can type a question in there, and the answer for the question will pop up uh, in the top search results because it's found a good match to something that somebody said before when somebody else asked a similar question. Now, we don't have any kind of illusion that uh, the Google search engine is being intelligent. We know very well that that answer was typed in by a person. It wasn't typed in originally by a machine. And actually that's how all of these systems work so the 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 serious ethical questions we need to ask is uh where did the answers actually come from in the first place and i think sometimes the technologies that are the companies that are promoting ai uh would like you to believe that the machine is being intelligent all by itself uh, and that possibly it might go haywire and wipe out the human race or something right um but um But companies have their own reasons for promoting why their technologies might be more powerful than any human, um, and it's not necessarily ethically motivated. I think we've got a couple of other questions we could ask that are more important than that one. Like what? Well, uh, one really good question is, who was the original author of the answer that you've been given? Mm. Uh, If it's a really good answer and that person was an expert who had thought hard about it and maybe put in a lot of preparatory work and research, um, did anybody pay them for the answer that uh, that the AI system gave you? Uh, Well, I think we all know pretty much that uh, most of the industry is now developing in a way that doesn't pay people for the intelligent work they do and instead gives the money to a machine which is just playing back to you uh, stuff that previously you would have actually had to pay directly to the person who'd given it. So I think that's that's something we should be worried about.
0: And if we talk about some of the uh, potential benefits and advancements in AI and machine learning, uh, famously the uh, the Google resident futurist Ray Kurzweil, who's really been, I suppose, focused on these ideas of aging, uh, th- this idea of singularity where you can actually now, um, I-, I suppose theoretically he wants to bring back his father, but you can actually upload yourself and uh, I- essentially be... Uh, immortal? are those things that are still pipe dreams or are, are those things that may be something that we can see in our lifetime?
1: Yeah, so uh, I think we will build systems that look a little bit like the scenario he describes, but unfortunately they will be nowhere near as impressive um, once you see how they work because the the best um, simulation of of, of your uh, deceased father Mm -hmm. will be um, a video recording which replays things exactly that your deceased father said to you. So it'll be more like a very rapid-access library of video recordings. Uh, And if your father has the time to make thousands and thousands of hours of video recordings, uh, then sure, you can keep that all in a big library and replay them at any time. Right. But I don't think we will have an illusion that uh, we will appreciate that um, and and we may be pleasantly surprised by the fact that the system is able to retrieve your father saying things that are very relevant to a question you just asked. But I I don't think we're going to have the illusion that uh, that the machine has become conscious. I think you'll you'll still see that as being a recording
0: of your father. Right. Maybe more similar than to, I suppose, uh, Superman and the uh, Fortress of Solitude and having that uh, image of his father, (laughs) Jor-El, giving him advice.
1: That's a nice analogy. Yeah. Although, um, so there's one thing that I think um, is slightly sad about this future, is if it's not just your father, um, if it comes from uh, recordings of hundreds and millions of people, and this is the way that Facebook builds their business, then an apparently intelligent response will just be The the most average response that could be found of of many Mm. thousands or millions of people. Um, And really, who wants a future where uh, illusions of humanity are being given by something that is just the most average response that could be found? And this is really – that's a bit nightmarish. It's like a really, really boring uh, view of what (laughs) the future could be.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, on that note, we're going to have to leave it there. But thank you so much for sharing us uh, with your insights, Professor. Appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you very much, Henry.
0: Professor Alan Blackwell from the University of Cambridge, Soul City News, up next.